0: Ladies and gentlemen, is how is how you do a fade out. it. down, breakdown one eighty eight. We're here with uh, our homies and alumni. You just heard uh, King of Nothing. That's going to be out on an EP uh, coming out in the next couple of months. Uh, alumni boys five one six, rep in the the Nassau County, <laughs> and uh, we're stoked to have him here. <clears throat> Mikey and I are Long Island boys through and through. So, it's going to be cool to talk a little bit of nostalgia and a little bit of, uh, you know, Long Island talk. But, uh, Jake, Joe, what's going on, gentlemen? Thanks for being here. And,
1: uh, how you doing? What's up?
0: Doing great, man. We're uh, definitely excited to to chat a little bit about, you know, the new music you guys got going on, some of the stuff that's, uh, you know, coming up in 2023 for you guys. But uh, before we get too, uh, you know, deep into conversation, um, Let's just kind of go back in time a hot second and um, talk about how you guys kind of both happened upon hockey and became hockey fans.
2: <laughs> Joe, you um, want to question? Um, yeah, I guess I watched uh, a little bit longer than Jake. I just had a lot of friends when I was around like t- t- 12, 13 that played and got me into it. I never like played hockey, like for real, like never like organized hockey on a team. I just always watched it um, like with my buddies and then we would always play like the, the games like NHL, like the EA games and we would do like the league and make our own guys and stuff like that. But yeah, I just watched it like starting in like 2011, I think, and was a Rangers fan and then was on and off. But recently I got like a lot more back into it.
1: Awesome. Tough year to be a Rangers fan, 2011.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I also didn't really know what was going on. And then they had like their playoff runs and like the couple years later. So that was fun. And then when they like lost, I was like in college, I was super busy. I just fell like out of touch. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's tough. I mean, you know, uh, 82 game season you know especially when you've got a lot of things going on you know it, it's hard to make time you know
2: yeah it, and then i would go back they started like a rebuild too and i was like i don't even know who any of these people are yeah, like right. i had gotten rid of and i i was like all right this is gonna be a little weird but i got back into it like the, the only guy on the team that's still there from when i used to watch was is like Kreiner. yeah all the other guys the like guy so left. many pieces yeah i mean yeah. i was i started watching again when lundquist was like in his end of his career Mm -hmm. so i was like okay (laughs) but he wasn't he wasn't like the way he used to be either but it's okay because now we have another amazing goalie so yeah
0: that's you know the the rangers are um yeah you can't really call it luck because i mean you know they obviously developed shesterkin and and you know a lot of the other guys that you know are playing on their team that are are, they're great they've they went and developed you know Mm -hmm. so um you know it, it definitely um
2: you know, they figured I, it I was, out with the goalies, for
0: sure. Yeah. I was get, get guff for, like, talking good about the Rangers because, like, you know, it, it's just, like, I'm supposed to be programmed just to, basically. like, hate them being an Islander fan. Yeah. But, like, the Rangers, uh, to me, have always been, like, an enjoyable team to watch, especially, like, if you like hockey. Like, if you like mm-hmm. hockey, you kind of like, you know, I I was able to watch a lot of the playoffs last year and, like, the Avalanche are, are just – a an absolutely dominant team. I mean like just watching it, yeah. play is just like unreal. And you know, it kind of puts into perspective when you watch your favorite team play, you know, like you you watch
2: Literally, Colorado yeah. when they're
0: firing on all cylinders and then you know you watch the Islanders play a sloppy game and you're yeah. like <laughs> I would watch
2: Colorado games and look league? at their power play league, and be yeah. like how do they yeah. do that?
3: Like, like they just How, how are they able to and, I, they smoked every team yeah. they played against.
0: They oh, and 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 I remember incredible. when the playoffs started last year like uh, you know, I I was vehemently, you know, and I said it, you know, I I thought we were going to get a an Avalanche Panthers um you know, Stanley Cup final. That's yeah, really what I thought. I think
2: everyone did. Everyone and did.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you know that unfortunately fell apart for for the Cats there, but the the Abs are they're a force to be reckoned with, man. And, um, you little, know, if they keep core of that team. Year, but... Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're hurt, you know, they're hurting, but that's, that's like a hockey trope, unfortunately, you know, yep. it, you know, teams just, they get banged up, they get hurt. And, you know, all of a sudden they start to slip in the standings. I mean, like, you know, it just professional sports are that way. You know, if you look at a team like the Red Wings, I mean, granted, the Red Wings are finally starting to play some decent hockey, but I mean, you know, if you were a hockey fan in the nineties, you know to think that the red wings would be bottom feeders now you know is, it's kind of kind of wild to think about you know but that's the reality is you know when eiserman's mm-hmm. gone and fedorov is gone and chelios is gone and you know you, you gotta you gotta do something but um awesome you know i uh um, I guess we'll just real quick, uh, you know, we, we can see Jake up there. I don't know if you're going to be able to see him. I can see him. And I know he's wearing a Rangers hoodie. So, uh, you know, we, we know he's a he's a Ranger fan. And, and I think Joe also being a Ranger fan. But you guys have a couple of like secondaries that you're into, too, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I got into hockey a lot like later. Like I liked it when I was a little kid a bit because my dad, I had like random jerseys. I actually had an Avs and a Rangers jersey, had no idea eat like about any of that when I was a kid. And then like I watched the Rangers play in the Stanley Cup in 2014 when they lost. Yeah. And I just got real like I think it was like three or four years ago at this point. I was like, I just like every sport. So I was like, okay. I might as well just like hockey too. And I just got mm. so hard into it that it's in like, you know, I, I couldn't even pick a team really. Like I picked, yeah. I was like gotta I like the Sabres because I just I'm a diehard Bills fan. If you sure. my in the back. Yeah sure. And then I was like uh I like Colorado teams cause I like, I've always liked the Broncos. So I was like, you know what? Avs. And I picked cool. a good, I picked a good time. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure you did. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's a, it's a, it's a great thing. You know, I, you know, I, I've never, you know, there's hockey fans who uh, kind of have that idea where you can only like one team. Yeah. I you know,
3: know. I, I've,
0: I've always said it, you know, as often as I can, you know, the more teams that people like, you know, the more revenue gets generated, you know, yeah. with the league that we love and, you know, the more eyes get onto the product and and it's important, you know, being, being that, um, that kind of like of the four major sports, or really you kind of got to say five now, cause you know, soccer is becoming a, a yeah. big, huge deal in America, but yep. you know, of those major yeah. sports, you know, mm-hmm. hockey is kind of, you know, down at the bottom. So You know, whatever we could do, whether it's, you know, more, you know, winter classic games or, you know, expansion into other, you know, countries or, you know, whatever they're going to do to put more eyes on the product, you know,
3: let's let's do it. I haven't like watched a lot of of other sports beforehand. Like just, I'm like football, like I'm a, I'm a football history dork, like stuff like that. I actually really appreciate about the NHL that they, um, they, they do so many experimental things like even like the reverse retro jerseys or like yeah. all these winter classic games they yep. put like no other league really does that like the nfl used to they used to fool around with the idea of it and mm-hmm. sometimes they'd be like oh like the steelers are wearing bumblebee jerseys now but like yeah you, did you watch the pittsburgh boston series like they both it was it was cool like it's in yeah. fenway
1: like in fenway
3: it yeah. was do iconic
1: creative like that. it
3: really That's it cool.
0: really is it's um and i what I'm trying to think of what came first. Did the reverse retros come first, or did NFL introduce the color rush first? Like, uh, Do you
4: know what, uh, what came Probably the first?
5: color rush, because it's yeah. only like year two or three of the reverse yeah. retro. Yeah,
2: this is the, the second time they've over. done it, but it's been like three years since the first one.
0: I think it's super cool. I mean, you know, especially... Um, like if you look at a team like um like the kings for instance right so i mean like they've got like a you know mostly a black and white and silver color scheme and then you know you get into the reverse retros that have kind of like that regal purple in the purple it and the, and the you know the yellow yeah. crown and stuff you know it's even cool it, it's kind of cool to to see that even when uh, you know the devils were, were wearing their alternates and they had like the green um I actually you know really i, I thought i thought it was super cool you know and um I I like that, you know, like hearkening back to kind of the old days and stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, Mikey, Justin and I are all kind of in that era of of the Mighty Ducks. So it's like almost... You know, whenever Anaheim breaks out that like classic like '90s yeah. Disney logo, it's just oh, like guys
3: sit there and rub their hands
1: together.
4: <laughs> it's so great.
0: You know, I was
1: like, I was looking for it because I have uh, I have my dad hat. It's the, um, it's the old Mighty Ducks logo, but with a new color scheme, and I love mm-hmm. it. It's, yeah, it's so cool. But um, but it, I mean, to, it, it's funny to quote Snoop Dogg from NHL 2020, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, talking about those the LA Kings jerseys like. In, in the early '90s, when when the Kings were you know were, were rocking the, the the you know regal purple jerseys, mm-hmm. everyone who was anyone in hip hop from Southern California had those jerseys. Yeah, and you saw Kings jerseys everywhere. Mm-hmm. NWA videos, you saw it on Snoop Dogg. Like everybody yep. had it in the in that Southern LA you know, Compton, you know, hip hop scene. It was so cool to kind of like see how they were incorporating that into the music and into the music videos. It was sure. just like a cool dynamic looking into it. And then, you know, we, I think we talked about it or like a couple episodes ago on the podcast, but the Detroit Red Wings being all over like ABC family hour. Oh and yeah. On, and and like, TGIF and TGIF. Like that's all you saw. So like the nineties was just really cool to see. Yeah, you know these like hockey franchises just like thrown into the mainstream. Oh yeah, and because it was just, it was a fashion statement for the most part too for a lot of them. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. A lot of those jerseys in the '90s too. I I think um, what's his name? McFarlane? like Todd McFarlane came up with a lot of like the the, the really crazy jersey ideas. Yeah, I'm but, pretty
5: sure he did the fisherman.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also did the the oil spill that the Oilers did for the reverse retro this year. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Except like I didn't, literally...
0: I didn't know that. So like Todd McFarlane, like the guy who like illustrated Spawn, like you're saying. Yeah, that's that's fucking cool. I did <laughs> not know. <that. laughs> I mean, but, and, new. yeah, but you know, and like it, it's it's also kind of cool too. Like you know when the Sabers were playing with that uh, like what is it mid two thousands slug just, just makes me think of Michael Pekka,
1: You know like oh wait wait you mean uh... the Bison? He's got it. He's got it. Like I hey call it a slug.
3: <laughs> Wait, do you, mean, do you mean this or the or the? Oh, no, yeah. no,
5: that, that that one's good. I love that one. I'm yeah, talking yeah. like yeah, that the, one. The slug great. one was terrible. So like, one, one, one of the guys, the guys on the Sabers
2: was like, when we wear these, we feel evil. And we like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just like that.
0: that's Dude, mad they, funny though. Yeah, like I, I, you know, hockey players are just such like nut jobs. I think it's like, it's probably one of the most incredible things because like, you know, when you look at like football, baseball and basketball players, like there's a lot there, I mean, there's a lot of people that play professional sports that are just like nuts about what they do, but hockey, it's just like a whole, a whole new level. I mean, like, you know, if you, you know, I I don't know about a guy like Crosby, but if like you told Ovi, like 5,000 year old Ovi, like, Hey man, (laughs) we're, you know, we're going to pay you like $800,000 for the year, but we're going to put you on like a Dud team that's and make sure you win one. a cup. He'd be like, "Yeah, give I'll it to do me." It. You know? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, you I mean, know, no a be like, be mad. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean all all, all my dude all my dude <laughs> Ovi does, does is just like play NHL like on PlayStation anyway. So like, you well, know I mean, I and mean, you have Yager still playing. I was
2: about to say Yager yeah. as like the I feel like deck, that guy yeah. just like he eats, sleeps, and breathes the game.
4: Yeah, I mean, and like crazy. for his
2: age. He does, yeah. And I feel like he does so much to make sure that he can physically handle how crazy it is to play as, like, a how old? Is it like yeah. 40 something. I think he's uh, 50.
1: He's 50. Ja- yeah. He's 50s, 50. yeah. He's been playing for 50. three decades. Wow.
0: Yeah. He's, he's old, man. But, but like, that's the incredible thing about it. And then, like, there's a lot of hockey players too that, like, probably would still be playing if, like, their bodies just hadn't broken down from all the stress. Like, yeah. You know, you look at like some of the guys who like kind of just tipped, you know, like um I think about guys like, you know, Marty St. Louis and like Vincent LeCavalier and like, yeah. you know, like those guys, you know, like if their bodies could still handle it, they'd be playing hockey, you know, and, you yeah. know, granted like St. Louis got involved and, you know, he was. What, coaching the Rangers for a hot second, or what yeah. was he doing? Or now the or...
2: the Canadians, the
0: Canadians. You're right, yeah. The Canadians, not the not the Rangers. He's still he there. Play, he played on the Rangers. Yes, it was, but it's like you know, one of those things where it's like you know, it, it really is just in DNA. You know, it's just one of those things that stay, stays with you forever. So you know, I I, I like I, how I,
3: how long those guys hang on, though. It, it makes it fun. Like you can some guy plays for 15. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's
2: crazy but, to see how. And I I don't know if this is like, if I've just been paying attention to it or if it's like been more and more common, like people in their old age, like not even slowing down. Like you'd think, like, Ovechkin is like still surprised. Like I'm not surprised, but I am surprised because like he's still scoring at such an alarming rate for how old he is. And I'm like, how long can he keep this up? He's not even that old though,
1: too. Like if you think about it in in perspective, he's not 36 or 37. Yeah. Yeah, I think.
3: Well, how old how old was was Gretzky when 37, he was thirty seven. When he retired, so he was like. thirty nine, I think.
0: So I mean, you gotta figure you got the rest of this season. If Ovi still got two years. Oh, left it's now, like
2: it's like it's gonna take like two or three more seasons.
0: Yeah, but I mean like, you know, I think what what is it? it uh, I, I used to know it off the top of my head. I think it's eight ninety one might be. I think it's that, like, yeah
3: might be the goal oh, record the goal right yeah. yeah i
0: mean no no one's touching gretzky for assists i mean the man's almost got two thousand assists in his career yeah. can't
3: like it, it's just the, the game that they played <laughs> back then is just so much different so from much how it different. is now yeah and it's like it's like why you you will never be able to even break like even like a 150 point season is almost completely yeah. impossible unless you're conor mcdavid
0: yeah exactly yeah but like, but like gretzky like you know <laughs> it was just to watch him work was like it was academic you know he would get behind oh, totally, the yeah. He would get behind the net and just like, that's it. Like you're screwed. Like like he you...
3: four, he, he turned every game into four on four hockey, which is kind of yeah. insane. Yeah. I, would, I if you go on like ESPN, like if you have ESPN Plus, you can watch mm-hmm. like 1982, like uh, like you know, like Oilers versus Flames final, like Love you that. know, like conference yeah. final chance. And I sat there one day and I was like, I gotta do
2: stuff like that, like watch an entire old game. Not just like the highlights of the players and the greats, but like Steve. Yeah, I feel
1: like it's definitely hard to find it. Yeah. That might be. You know the what's problem. crazy? Speaking of Ovi and Gretzky, um, 2024 will be Ovi's 20th year in the NHL. And yeah. Gretzky only played 20 years. I think he played what, 79 to 99? Yeah. Um, sure. Sounds right. Yeah. Wow. So it's like he's
2: scoring at the same pace. Cause I thought like, ovi just had like longevity at his on his side but yeah the other thing too is that ovi lost so many games in his career covid and lockouts i like there's a good chance if he hadn't lost all of those games like he might be able to do it like this year or next year if he had yeah and then and then
0: and then like you kind of look into the future too of like you know some of these you know Mammoth cores and like you know, got yeah, a guy like McDavid. I mean, you know, yeah, like, like could McDavid do it? Like or is like he?
4: Matthews.
0: Yeah, or you know, are either of those guys going to be the ones that you know end up demolishing this record in you know twenty thirty five or twenty thirty
1: six or yeah. you know whenever?
0: But it's going to be interesting to see you know how it all shakes out. And that's one of the things I love about the NHL is just there's so many moving parts. Yep. You know, and you never know who's going to end up where. And, you know, you've got a lot of these guys, you know, we were just talking uh, before we jumped on the pod. Uh, you know, we were talking about Dustin Brown, you know, from the Kings. And, you know, the guy played his entire career as a King, you know. Um, you know, I feel like these days that's not as realistic just because, um, you know, salary cap keeps going up and there's, you know, money to be made in this sport. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if those days are necessarily over, but I could see guys like, mcdavid you know sticking around their really
2: do you that i because i feel like that's not gonna happen like i think if mcdavid doesn't win with edmonton on his current contract he's gonna go somewhere else i I mean it it depends on how the the team works though i just but his contract isn't like i'm saying like when he's done when he no longer has the years yeah because he only has like three i think if the team looks the same as it does now, like when that's like I feel like he's gonna go somewhere else. And that's even cool. Wayne Gretzky was traded too, which is a crazy thing to he played say. on four different
1: teams in 20 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 He was always yeah. like only... I
2: would be very I think the people that will stick around and become like player for life, I feel like it it happens usually because they win the championship. Like Crosby, Penguin for Life, right? But he won the cup. Like Ovi True. will be a cat for life okay. because he won yeah. it there. He doesn't care. Like he doesn't have yeah. to chase it anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah but uh, like sometimes point. players just they feel the need to like they become so synonymous with a city that it's like yeah I don't care if I win or yeah anything, like like they I might yeah they also have like the loyalty he's oh, also- yeah some people
2: chase the cops, some people are like I want to be the man in this city I guess yeah.
3: I feel like um, McDavid's in a really bad predicament though because it's not like like he yeah it he's the best guy in the league but he also plays with the second best player in the NHL so it's like why would you leave if like like where are you gonna go where you're gonna get like as good of a player as Leon Dreisaitl yeah, a yeah. better defense. yeah, <laughs> yeah fair, like think, fair enough
2: But I think he would take a better defense and like a good goalie with yeah. like but also like how I'm not saying because I kind of do agree that Dreisaitl probably is the second best player in the league but like and I guess we kind of do know that he's good without McDavid because they, they, he won the heart the year that McDavid was, like, injured for a pretty yeah. yep. mm-hmm. good amount of time. So, yeah, you can't even make that argument that, well, if he's not playing with McDavid, is he really the second best? Because he probably is.
1: And I think that's the situation, too. Like, we like no matter how much Dreisaitl and McDavid score or make a sit, like, no matter how many points they put up individually – they can never get over the hump of being outscored because their defense yeah. can't keep their shit together.
2: Like that is crazy, and it's not like they're the only ones scoring the goals too. Like they obviously, they, it's like very skewed towards them. Yeah, but they have scoring from at least some of the other lines. But it really yeah. is like shock. Like every time I watch their games, I'm like, how are they this sloppy?
3: So just to bring up the Islanders, because I know you guys are all you know, you're the Islanders guys. Uh, I went to Oilers Islanders couple, maybe like two months ago now at this point where uh, the the Islanders blew out the Oilers and like, I like the Oilers. Like I pay attention to them. i watch them if they're on TV. They have like their bottom lines. I was watching this game from the first row, like just right, right near the glass. And I'm like looking at these people, like I have no idea who half these players are that are on their like bottom two lines. Cause they're, they're scrubs, like they're literally nobodies. And it's like their second line is people like you got like Paul and like Kyler Yamamoto and guys like that. But even them, like these are high draft picks that are just not panning out for this team because this, they can't develop anyone besides the two best players in the NHL. But...
1: Um, wait, wait, I got to correct Jake really quick. I'm not a, I'm not an Islanders fan. Oh
3: dear God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, what did he just show? <laughs> I wasn't looking <laughs> My my uh my jersey, the, the Bulls oh, logo oh carved in his <laughs> chest no. there.
3: Right, don't make come on, don't make me get the Stamkos reverse retro from the closet. <laughs> well,
0: no, let's Go. <laughs> I, you know, it's just um, it, it's it's so funny to you know just to kind of like sort of wax poetic about this you know the, this kind of stuff because there's um there's so much that's interesting that's going on in the league and there's so much um. I, I, you know, I, I kind of love that, like, every so often, you know, these players just sort of finally break out of that, like, net they're in. Mm-hmm. And you got a guy like Jason Robertson, who, you know, like, he had a pretty good year last year, you know. But, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy who is probably at this point on pace for, you know, 60.
3: Probably, second in the heart, probably. Yeah. That, you know, and, uh, and, I, yeah. and I think
0: that's something that's that's really cool. um You know, I just – I that's something that I love – a lot about the NHL is just that like a lot of young stars kind of get to to you know show their colors and show their athleticism and and you know be a part of these different teams who you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know but um that's one of the things like you know about the NHL and how tight their salary cap is and all this kind of stuff which is why yeah. you have the stuff that you see with the Oilers. I mean you know you can only pay you know the great players so much and if you've got Dry McDavid with Nugent Hopkins and like you yeah. know all these all these high paid yeah. guys on your team, the rest of your team has to be scrubs because you can only afford to, you know, shell out ten mil on the rest of your team. So you know it's yeah. guys on, you That's know, you're pulling up. That was in the back of, of my mind.
1: I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you, unless you're Toronto, yeah, unless, <laughs> unless you, know. unless you cheat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Shamefully, I, don't know. I would love it if if the NHL just like decided to go. To Go MLB for like five years And just be like nah fuck the cap No cap yeah. and like just no see point. what Happens like guaranteed Like you know like Crosby would just like call OV and like who would call Patrick Kane who would call Connor McDavid And they're just like we're all like, just Going to get on one team and we're, on? Just gonna, and we're just going to going will call
3: Nobody Yeah right <laughs> no <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> He's still not signing any free agents Yeah right well that is, I, it, I think is the whole cool thing with Just like I said, I watch like I watch basketball, I watch football. Like yeah. every like, I, I'm okay with baseball, but um, just as like with the thing I've always noticed that hockey is so much different is people get so much more attached to like kind of like lesser known players or not uh-huh, even like yeah. lesser known, just like players that aren't inherently stars. Like like Islanders fans that you guys love Casey Sezakis, and like yeah, Casey Sezakis killed
0: cool, the dude. Just so you know
3: what yeah he did kill a dude he in the rugby so
2: <laughs> yeah he killed a dude so just um, remember that whenever you bring did, piece, didn't, he uh, the man he danny healy
3: danny healy did well. kill someone
0: too. i
2: think
0: he i have a car <laughs> um, mikey will remember this who's the islander that got hit by the car and just got up brendan witt brendan witt yeah dude just that's got hit by funny. a car then just like stood up and was like oh nice hit and just
2: fucking walked away hockey players or something else are man. those so intangible skills that all those like go- i mean i don't know there's a lot of different types of players i feel like that you're referring to when you say like the lesser known players have attachment like, 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 I, like in like, hockey are I'm things think like,
3: like a good example of someone just like guys no i think sezikis
2: sort of like,
5: is a perfect example no, like yeah, I mean,
2: I people I think, like players that play with effort even if it yeah. doesn't mean it shows up on the score sheet you know what mm-hmm. i mean
0: well, I think that's why Islanders fans are so enamored with with their you know their their identity line, which is that fourth line, because yeah. it's really made up of you know guys like Zeker and Clutterbuck and Matt Martin, mm-hmm. who are you know Matt Martin I tease all the time, like the dude can barely skate. I I, I don't know how they let him play hockey, but he's he's so he, he's just so determined, and it's like every time you see like a guy in the fourth line put a goal in, you just like you get this sense of joy because it's like. I, you know, that's, that's I,
2: like, so it feels like situation. something that was like due Julian to Godet. come. Just because, yes, Julian Gauthier go one for two hundred on his breakaway attempts. Isn't but he like when he six thousand? Like, he's huge. He's so like tall, a big right? guy. He skates fast, and he always yeah. gets to the net. But he never, I, because I, I think it's just he's he's always fighting someone off. Yeah, while he's like crashing the net, and then literally can't beat the goalie because of yeah. it. But he just runs into them. I mean, sometimes he's drawn penalties, though. So, hey, look! Look, I mean,
0: everybody's the
3: value.
2: <clears throat> everybody's got their 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 place, you know. Uh,
3: yeah, that's you know. the cool thing, though. Like, yeah, every player has a role. Do you, yep. do you ever did you guys watch hockey in like the '90s at all? Like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So, do you remember the guy who he played for the Sabers? His name was Rob Ray.
5: Oh yeah, he's Wait. still like the announcer for the Sabers, or like I
3: think, he, I, I think, like I the in the really bench guy. guy. Yeah. He oh. he like he used to do this thing. He wouldn't like attach his pads to his jersey or his jersey to his pants properly so he could pull his thing. Whatever the fuck he did, he would pull off all of his <laughs> equipment at the same time so he was, like, slippery and would fight people. And, like, the fact that that's even, like, like people in hockey are like, yeah, yeah, remember Rob Ray would get slippery and fight people? Like, that's a real <laughs> –
1: like,
3: t- Send it to another per- like person who's a fan of another sport. Like, he yeah, would always like hat. take
1: his shirt off too. Like he was like he would just be like shirtless. <laughs> like, he like pads like... everything off.
3: He would look but... like a like a like an old timey like fisticuffs boxer.
1: Like the no, he looked oh, like yeah, he looked like that. Dolph Lundgren in Rambo <laughs> I don't Rambo, in Rocky. That's Rocky, that yeah. dude. He one hundred percent looks like Dolph Lundgren. Like especially like in his prime. Yeah, let me see if I can pull the picture up really quick. If he dies, he dies. You know. Yeah, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Look at this, one hundred percent Dolph Longren.
0: Yeah, that guy's that guy's oh, a meaty Christ. man. That guy's a meaty man. So, um, I, I think we could probably make a quick transition uh, just because you took your uh, your shirt off and you've Mom's got
3: hot.
0: you've got a you got a Vein FM shirt on. So, um, I, I always kind of love to to make this connection and i think it's a very special connection on long island and i think it comes back to long island hardcore new york hardcore and all that kind of stuff but you know you're in a, you know you guys are in kind of like a more of like a you know punky emo indie band whatever you guys call yourself but but here you are you know like wearing a Vein fm shirt and i'm sure Mm -hmm. you listen to a lot of heavy music so um you know i guess if, if we could talk about long island in, in general just as a, a as an area um you know what kind of older stuff from long island would you think has kind of influenced the way you've listened the way you've written the way you conceptualize your music that kind of stuff
2: um maybe I like mean the, the movie life
3: Is oh, yeah, sure. say jake like my I mean, my favorite line. band in the world is bayside <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Like, yeah. I mean, they're I guess they're kind of Long Island, but like not yeah, really at Long the same Island. time.
0: Yeah, they're enough. I mean, well, you got two out of four or one out. Yeah, of Yeah,
3: I mean, uh, Chris used to. Have I just a know Nick in uh, in Huntington. I remember that much, but like I don't know. That's just like that stuff. Like I, when I was probably like seventeen, I was also really into that band, This Good Robot. Oh
0: yeah the the yeah. Um, the patent pending offshoot.
3: Sure. I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a really big patent pending guy, but I always liked this good robot like a lot yeah. more. And like honestly, they, I like not that like I. I mean, you know, obviously, if you'd listen to our music, you would like, like everyone forms their own opinion. But I, I think about like they wrote music as like almost like a like, like a band piece. Like it's not just like a song that a band's written. It's like an orchestral mm-hmm. piece almost sure. without the crazy effects and everything. So I was just like, yeah kind of took a little, whatever I could from that, you know, I
0: try to. I love that. What what about you, Joe? What would you say?
3: I mean,
2: I could talk about like the, the more generic Long Island band and like, like taking back Sunday and like stuff like that, which I, I feel like everyone like grew up and listened to and really liked. Um, I mean, you're talking like Long Island bands who are, uh, What's the band the other guy was in from the movie Life Nightmare of View? I don't know if you guys know them. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I really like them. them, and I like discover them kind of re- like within the past few years. Like I didn't listen to them when they were like more active. Yep. It was kind of like, mm-hmm. oh okay, yeah. Um, and Pretty I'm bad. the Avalanche. Oh yeah, that counts right? Yeah, because that's like yeah, the guys' it's, as movie it's life. Viddy. Hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we yeah. Well, so we recorded with the drummer with Brett. Do you know him, Brett Romness? He plays for, he plays for like every band now. He plays <laughs> for every He plays, yeah, uh, literally, but we recorded with him, and he does a great job. That's the drummer of, the drummer he's of. I Am The Avalanche movie. Avalanche. Like. Yeah, Move and in, like right? Crime and Stereo. Yeah. Um, And he's recorded a lot of cool, uh, well, he did like Heart Attack Man. and Oh, um, that's cool. I didn't know
0: that. That's awesome. He
2: did the new. Um, Any band he's right in, he here. records as well obviously no they're
0: i i mean it's um you know long island is kind of um going uh going (laughs) nuts right now because they just uh announced that um silent majority was going to play another show which is um you know which is like such a huge thing for for long island and um you know without like a band like silent majority you know like A band like Glassjaw doesn't exist A band like Glassjaw doesn't exist A band like, you know, Taking Back Sunday doesn't exist Which means Brand New didn't exist Which means the movie life didn't exist, you know So it's like, you know, all of this Kind of stems back You know, as you go back into the, you know Kind of early 90s You know, kind of late 80s But like,
4: you know, so much (laughs) of it Also
0: stemmed from, you know, just New York Hardcore in general, you know, so um, But it's always cool to kind of hear How like, you know long island can kind of like grow and develop a specific influence in you just because like you know you you see them all the time or you do this you do that you know it's it's kind of a cool thing
3: i always feel like long island as far as even just music like we who are like you know everyone from here we almost view long island as this like super like mundane kind of place like it's like oh it's just the suburbs like yeah they get there's yeah. restaurants like there's town mm-hmm. but then you you think of all the bands who kind of came from this area from just so many different genres and how those bands like yeah they're popular here but like you know you you go taking back sunday's popular where whatever emo night you go to across this entire country oh, yeah yeah ta- like they huge like, I feel like we sometimes like take that for granted how Sometimes it's
2: hard to tell. Like that happens with like OSO oh OSO oh because like yeah. everyone we know has known that band for so long, sure. That mm-hmm. now he's like quite successful. Yeah. But like I don't know, I don't know like is he really that like because to me it's always yeah. been popular. And then it's I look like, at Spotify and I'm like, "Oh, he has that many plays on his yeah. like"
0: Yeah, Jade is Jade is an interesting kind of cat, man. He's, um, you know, he's just so musically inclined, and um,
2: just writes really good songs.
0: He does, and and to be honest right. with you, um, you know, when when Tav passed away, like I really didn't think he was gonna keep going. Like I, I really thought that that kind of was gonna put a nail in his coffin, but he's um. I mean, he loves what he does, you know, and uh, I mean, I, I had a chance to see him when they played in, in Florida and, pe- and people dug him, you know, so it's it's it definitely I, I get that for sure, because, you know, you you know, we've all seen him probably 10, 15, 20 times yeah. and playing all different iterations and all that kind of stuff. So but, you know, like that's kind of like the cool thing about, you know, some of these other bands that are coming up, you know, out of Long Island, you're, uh, you know, like bands like you guys and off guard and, and Koyo and like, you know, all these mm-hmm. bands that are starting to, you know, kind of be like the next generation of like, what's going to come out of long Island. Um, and I'm kind of excited to see it because it's very, um, it's very diverse, which is a cool thing. And um, you know, you got bands like, uh, you know, like inner love and star funeral and uh, you know, like all these great bands that are playing you know, a little bit different music um, but uh, you know, have the potential to you know kind of be the next uh, you know cool thing coming out of uh, you know coming off of this island, which has that pedigree.
1: I was going to say too, like I think we talked about it in in the Off Guard episode, but there there was a there was a full genre that was just Long Island emo, and it's really cool <laughs> to see this kind of like resurgence, literally t- almost twenty years after Long Island emo really became a thing, that we see a lot of these bands kind of coming up and out of long island um and it, it, midwest We're yeah coming. exactly <laughs> but it's funny the too, entire like region to, of the midwest to joe's point too like there's a lot there's so many bands that you forget about that have come out of long island and like one of them recently that i've been really i've been really into again just because i've i've it's just the part of the scene that i grew up in is from autumn to ashes oh dude
2: period. i actually really like that band <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> i there's one album of theirs that i used to listen to like so much when i was in high school and i just like it stuck with me i go back. i to wonder
0: it. i wonder which one it is which honestly which one it's i, I think
2: it's a one that it's is too bad you're beautiful out. no dude it's i don't even know what it's called hang on i have <laughs> to Googling literally it. go on their discography to remember abandon your friends that's the. One. oh abandon
0: your friends was good that that's was when
2: That's when what's his name started uh, singing to vocals. Yeah, the drummer
0: moved to to vocals. Oh shit,
2: really? I did not even know that. Because their
0: original vocalist, original vocalist was like, he was like a bigger dude. He was like a Matt um, Russo. That album sounds like like it has two
2: singers on it, maybe, but I can't tell. Yeah, I think screams as well as like. I
0: think, um, I think like "Too Bad You're Beautiful," which was the first record. Had definitely more of that like two guy juxtaposition, and then the next one, yeah,
2: that was so um, popular. The fiction we live,
0: fiction we live, that one kind of also had it too. But then with abandon your friends, and then that last record they put out was uh, the um, the drummer who like had in my opinion the better voice, (laughs) and even had the better scream too. He has this kind of like guttural, you know, sort of like scream, which is which is really cool. But yeah, from ashes where. We're a great band. We're, he we're reminds me band. of Andy
1: Dick, the, the drummer.
0: He does he look, look like Andy he Dick. He looks like way.
1: Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so it was always it's like, weird seeing him like right. like drum and
3: sing. I was like, that, that fucking Andy Dick. How would you feel if like like you know it's uh, what's it called Mandela effect where it's like you Something was like you thought happened. Like you found out that Andy
1: Dick actually did drum in this. He band. really was the drummer. That wasn't his like coke fueled rage. He was just yeah. a hardcore band on Long Look, yeah, that's
4: I'm, that's a
0: great Andy Dick impression. That's pretty close.
5: I'm actually I, really impressed. You guys know who Andy Dick is because I feel like he was only like kind of like a celebrity. I have no idea. I'm
2: pulling him up right now. Yeah, I was gonna say like he was not. Sorry, you'd be like, oh, that's Andy Dick yeah it looks vaguely familiar, but I feel yeah. like he had
3: his own show, right? Like
0: he, on- he did. And then oh, I wow. think, I think he might've had like a short stint being like the, like color guy to like a late night show host, or I shouldn't say color guy, like the sidekick guy. Oh no way. You know, like how, um, how,
2: what's his name is Conan sidekick. Whoa. Um, Andy
0: Richter. Andy Richter. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I just found a, a very damning headline of Andy Dick. I mean, on this. Oh
1: yeah. There's plenty of them.
2: <laughs> oh. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> moving yeah, on South Carolina, you
1: can only imagine how, how awful he can get.
0: <laughs> Andy Dick, man, that's, that's something else. Um, but real quick, uh, Mikey, I, uh, I haven't had this opportunity to have discourse with Mikey recently. Since I've been off the show, but now that I'm back on the show and I'm very happy to be back on the show, uh, I'd like to ask Mikey this question because I think when it comes to Long Island, we have very similar brainwaves. But, like, what of all of the Long Island bands were like, do you think was the band that was like the one that just like could have been enormous but just wasn't?
5: I have two answers. So obviously as tall as lions right here. Yeah. I thought that band should have blown up. Yeah. And then I think envy on the coast, man. I think envy on the coast was huge in the Mm Northeast. And I I think, you know, Justin being down in South Florida, were you even really well aware of envy on the coast when they were playing or like heard of them later after they've already broken up?
1: um i was that hipster in high school that reps every long island band because i thought that deja attendu was the greatest record ever put out and in in hindsight maybe not but <laughs> at that it was time at the time <laughs> at that time no like seriously like at, at that time my i feel the
2: same way that was one of my
1: favorites and and i like i was in i was in high school from like you know 2002 to 2006 so that was like that prime time of you know Bayside was coming out. You had uh, from Autumn to Ashes was out. Um, you had brand new. You had that split with Taking Back Sunday, where you had Straylight Run and Taking Back Sunday because John Nolan left. And then <laughs> you had, in my opinion, the greatest version of Taking Back Sunday with Fred. Um, I actually know, think I like those albums better with Fred on them. Yep. But um, Matt, um, Matt was my Matt
0: was my favorite was my favorite second guy oh yeah
1: he honestly yeah he was he he he, he could belt and he just he had the voice and it was so good and that like and and it
0: it makes us like seem like homers because like we've had like matt on the pod like a couple times and like he's played hockey with mikey and like but like as far as like talent is concerned like man every everything he touches is just like incredible like Mm Taking Back Sunday, the records that he was on was awesome. A great big pile of leaves was is incredible. Happy Body, Slow Brain, incredible. Uh, Rare Futures, incredible. Like he's just like a freaking. He's a music guy, man. He just he does it, you know. He's he's able to do it, but, um, but I think that it's it's also a cool thing too. Like, you know, how many bands like like went through that? Like Taking Back Sunday did. A, a, like they had over three records sonically. Like three completely different sounds because John Nolan, Fred Masterino, <laughs> whatever his name is, and Matt Fozzie don't sound anything alike. No. So, like, yeah. you know, so I like don't. you're you're hearing, like, granted, you're you're getting the the um the constant of, of Adam's voice being the lead vocalist, but like everything else that's going on behind him and the way Taking Back Sunday works with all the interplay and counterpoint and all of the layered stuff, it's just like you, you know, you got to listen to like all this different stuff. And then if you were like, um, if you were able to see them live, like, you know, getting to hear um, Fred sing John Nolan's parts is like yep. cool. It's like a different, yeah. it's a whole different experience. It, like, I like, always.
3: Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. and Emo.
2: Right. But yes. Just, yes. Wow. <laughs> <so> yeah. <many laughs> but that's but such even, a like vocally funny them, take, but it's definitely true. That's a great take. <laughs> and honestly, it's
0: probably a take where like, if you pulled Adam Lazara aside and you were like, Hey, I feel like you guys are the red hot chili peppers of Emo, he'd be probably like, be super yeah, he would say Zowie Wowie because Zowie Wowie. Wowie. that's literally my my biggest gripe about Adam Lazara that's ever existed. That he like I know he lived in North Carolina for a hot second, you know, he goes to Long Island, he grows up on Long Island. And then like he moves back to North Carolina, and then he plays shows, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Adam Lazara. I I, I, I'm from North Carolina. This, this song I wrote is called uh, Q Without a E. E,' and it's like, dude, you—that's not what you sound like. You've never sounded like
3: that well, ever what, what, in your what, life. What's that record they put out? Title Title waves? Yeah. waves. Yeah, Title Wave. Really, yeah, that was. He he really hammed it up on that one, like even with like the. And I, the thing about Taking is,
0: Back Sunday that I, I feel so bad about, and I'll never, I'll never forget this. So, Taking Back Sunday did this like really intimate show at uh, Ollie's. I've seen,
5: I've seen them at Looney Tunes. dude. Ollie's
0: Point. It was at Ollie's Point or He's whatever fine. Ollie's became. What did Ollie's that
2: become? Was, that was Revolution. After.
0: Rev. Yes, yeah, so it was at yeah. Rev. So, Taking Back was, Sunday, Tidal Wave comes out to like not really favorable reviews, yep. and then like. They announced this show where he's like, We're playing two sets. The first set is there. gonna be yeah, right. He's like, the <laughs> first there. set is gonna be all like the old songs, and then the second set, we're just gonna play tidal wave, and the bar packed out for like the the like greatest hit set, and then like they took like a 20 minute break and came on, and like literally two thirds of the bar left.
2: <laughs> That's and, just so
0: and, and oh. not only that, and like the same thing happens, I'll never forget. With um when the early November were coming back, they were just coming back. Uh if you're an early November fan like I was, they're just coming back after a long hiatus. They put out this record, the record was all right. Uh, but they decide to go on tour and they bring the wonder years as direct support on their tour. So this is like the wonder years, like suburbia, like wonder years. Like yeah. they were um, like dude, yeah. fucking, you know. that was
2: like their peak. Dude, they played
0: Webster and I like I felt so bad. Like, you know, here I was like one of those guys was like, Great, I get to see the Wonder Years in the early November. This is awesome. Was that like 2015? Well, I, I think it was like 2015 or 2014 or something, I, but I think I was yeah. old. <laughs> uh, but
1: that would have been, right? uh, like, been, oh, been greatest generation, right? or it might have been oh that might have been greatest generation. Yeah, because I feel like greatest
0: came Wonder out. Wonder Years played in and almost half the crowd left. <laughs> And, like, early November was playing to, like, a half-filled room. And I'm sure, like, Ace Enders was probably thinking, like, I thought we sold this shit out. Why? What's happening? But the reality is it's, like, all of those kids who, like, love the Wonder Years, like, maybe didn't go back that far to realize, like, how much they would have liked the early November. And, like, the guys that did stick around that didn't know shit about the early November were probably
3: like, oh, this band fucking rips, you know? But even at the time, I wasn't the biggest... even now, I think I only know like one early yeah. November song. I think it's I, uh Narrowmouth. It's a good song. That's like a newer yeah. one. Like, yeah. Like, I was kind of just waiting for them to play that. And then I was like, all right, I'll head out. That. Yeah. But that that know, is like- a band where
2: I've known them like my whole life. I know a few songs, but yep. I just feel like they never really hit. Maybe I just am not friends with the fans, but like. But like
5: their fans are forty years old. Yeah, so. yeah I guess
2: so. I I that's the reality it's of just it. They didn't so. like stick. Like they didn't. Because sometimes old bands like yeah. infiltrate. Like any any person that listens to classic rock, that's a kid. Like that stuff like stays and it's like still. Good, oh yeah, and it's always. Good. <laughs> and I guess the earlier November was a band that didn't remain. Because they got like weird. really
5: weird after their like two most popular albums i know tom's a weird early november fan so he probably
0: Uh, like the path wasn't that weird a
5: triple triple lp after like their peak and i feel like that just killed their i mean i'm the i'm the weird
0: guy that like my favorite record from like all the bands that like everyone has a favorite record of like it's mine isn't that one you know Mm. but like it is what it is um I want to keep talking about all this cool shit, including talking a little bit about alumni and how you guys got started and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I have to guess that Mikey's got to do a thing. I yeah, do it. Right?
5: And that thing is tell you guys about DraftKings. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so the NFL playoff pitcher is locked in. And my go to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. NFL. To kick off the road to the Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day on the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice and if you lose, and if you lose, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL team and get 200 free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Mikey, now, you got re- really to remember hoping. to breathe. You I breathe. was really <laughs> hoping that you Absolutely. would just play. <laughs> a sweet like acoustic guitar riff as Oh, I we'll reading. do
1: that next time i have my my guitars right over here yeah and awesome.
5: see, we'll at, at one point it said to like discuss a matchup and i literally have watched zero minutes of football this year and i was like yeah and chad pennington is back and he
3: is <laughs> going to win the super bowl
0: i would have loved it if you just started talking about chad pennington can I just take like, one
3: second just to tell a weird thirty-second story about Chad Pennington? Actually? Yeah, <laughs> you sure can. Uh, I used to work at Urban Outfitters in the Huntington Mall, and this this lady like walked in, and like I was behind the register, she's sitting there like talking to me. I'm not really paying attention, and she goes, "Oh, you like football?" She goes, "Well, I'm best friends with Chad Pennington," and I was like, "That's like what?" And she pulls out her cool. phone, and there's like this picture of him like holding her, like they're dating, and I was like, "Isn't he married with like four kids?" And she's <laughs> like, "Yeah." <laughs> his name's also not Chad. That, 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 that part blows my mind. It's What's his real actual name? James. It's James Chadwick Pennington. Aye. All right. Yeah. See, I like
0: that. Right? You want to be James Pennington?
1: Or Jim Pennington. Jim Chad. <laughs> yeah, Jim Pennington. Chad. JC I mean, or JC. It if it was
0: the 1920s, he would just call himself J.C. Pennington. Or <laughs> if he was a 90s boy band,
1: that. he would just be JC Pennington. C. Yeah, so without the dots. I, I feel like to abbreviate my name
3: to J A Cohen or something like that. You, but-
0: I mean, like that's what you did. If you thought you were fancy as fuck in like the 1910s and 20s, by the way, uh, if you get a chance to go on Hulu, uh, History Ch- uh, Channel has this thing called "The Foods That Built America." fucking coolest thing in the world it's about like coke versus pepsi and like nabisco versus things and because of like all the shit started in like the 1910s everybody had these stupid names like mikey's name would be mp ryan like that's what your name would be and like that's what all these guys names were it was like jcr chadwick the third jc
3: wentworth baby yeah
0: jc jg wentworth where the best care a pet can get
1: I not it. It. That's, the, that's the i want my money and i need i need my money and i want it now oh wow.
0: that's the one i have eight a structured
4: isn't
0: it wild isn't it wild how like a good jingle fucking just sticks with you like my dream. wife and i sing yeah. the kankos jingle all the time do you guys remember the fucking I jingle? it's like one, it's but... like, Design air floors and shower doors. Something, something
3: can't cause this great. Well, it's not that good, Dad? I'm, I'm a big fan of my uncle makes them and my father sells them. Dude, them yes,
2: them. I'm glad. Oh, you said yeah. that. my uncle Camp makes that combination. them. My sells That's them. like the most Long Island commercial ever. And Selino <laughs> and Barnes. brothers. That and and, and and two two brothers scrap metal. Two brothers, <laughs> yeah. the, is the Mo, Long
0: Island thing. The the dad has like got his like 900 what Italian daughters. Yeah, she's like dad we got on this scrap metal. He's like holding the optimum remote. He's like, fuck you! Don't get all this scrap metal, you dick! And like, that's what happened. And, cool. and then that's it. And then it's great. That's what I, And then Florida has a guy, and Justin can tell you about him. The as direct of- guy? Yeah, he's like, he's like, new inbox 768.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, he's like, don't cook your spinach on the stove. Put it in the microwave. And sometimes he'll just have an eye patch. <laughs> so dumb, and dumb, and sometimes he doesn't. There was this whole thing about like how his wife w- like would abuse him. Like it was just like this oh, whole like inside God. joke that like yeah she just punched him in the face one day and that's why he has the eye patch. Um, Local commercials are always so page. crazy. My I was in. In Orlando is uh the it's a four seasons pool. It's uh it's really quick. It just goes, if you have a backyard, we can put a pool in it, and that's it. <laughs> do, you got do you guys oh,
3: like baseball? God. Or like do you listen to WFAN at all? I used to back when yeah. I lived in, in New York, yeah. yeah. So they have this commercial that plays every single it's not that you know what? No, it hasn't played in a while, but every time it always just I can't like I lose mm-hmm. my mind. Uh, the com- it's like along the lines of like are you like addicted to cocaine and are you looking to either lessen the amount or stop doing cocaine like call this number now and like i don't know why they have to add the part about lessen the amount like, I, just think that's a weird I don't want to
2: quit but i just i, I need just to do like a little week. less it's yeah, getting too I'm tired, of,
3: tired yeah. of five days a week I
1: need to cut it back to three. i want to keep doing it but it's I need to cut down to a quarter ounce.
3: Yeah, like, can you imagine you like you're working at like a rehab center or whatever, and someone calls and they're like, "I think I have a problem with cocaine." And they're like, "Sir, we're gonna get you help," and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, just a little <laughs> bit." Whoa, I still want to do it. Just how like, good are you guys?
2: Because yeah.
0: <laughs> so bro. fucking a man, alumni. Give me the give me the deets. When did the when did you guys start like playing know. together? Like, how did you guys kind of? come together as a band and you know
3: all right so joe actually isn't the original drummer of the band Um, he never is when (laughs) the the, new the original drummer has kids and a wife and he moved that's usually the deal but um so our guitar player zach him and his friend andy when they graduated from college they both wanted to start a band they found this other guy that his name was john that used to be our drummer and uh, they kind of just were like looking for vocalists on Facebook. And I was like, I'm bored. I'm like, I was like 18 at the time. So I was just like, yeah, I'll get right in there. And then like, we, we released a little bit of music as like with that lineup. And we had some member changes. And then, the, uh, you know, everyone left except for me and the guitar player. And then we got my buddy Joe here, who we had kind of, <laughs> he, he was pretty ready to hop in. <laughs> And then uh, our bass player, Matt, also, like, at the same time, they both joined the band, and we've probably had the same lineup for about six years now. Probably Right, Joe? Like, six? Uh, one did, yeah, it's probably been, wow, that's, like, kind of a
2: long time to be a band, but, yeah, it's probably <laughs> been about five or six years.
3: We're almost getting to, like, we We're
2: almost getting, there. Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs>
3: I feel like if we just play a few more
2: good shows, like we can make yeah. it to like the garden or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but I, I hear, and,
0: uh, I hear, I hear Billy Joel loves playing the garden.
2: Someone I was telling me that, noise. wait, we were talking about how people like bands from long Island that are like really, but obviously I know we're not really talking about Billy Joel <laughs> music, but someone was explaining to me, like, this is how our like perceptions are a little bit skewed that he's like, not that, famous or he's not as famous as we think he is it's oh no like he's he's, like, he's literally like i know he's famous but he's
0: long islands he's long island springsteen like yeah except for the sense. fact that like springsteen is like you know big everywhere even mm-hmm. though he's from jersey and they love him in jersey they love him across middle america because he's you know fucking blue jeans he's every the, man yeah. you know he's
4: but regular. like Billy
0: joel like all he really ever sang about was like being, like, drunk and, like, <laughs> <stuck> and like, <laughs> like you know, and, like, and everybody in Long Island is, like, yeah, like, I, I'll drink to that Billy Joel, and, All you right, know, like, it's, like, Islander, Islander fans, like, bro, have you ever seen Islander fans? Like, most Islander fans are Billy Joel fans, like, they're literally just, like, mm. you know, like, you're sitting in their fucking section of the Nassau Coliseum that's have you falling seen down, AMC? asbestos is just dripping <laughs> on their heads, and, you know, it's like Long Island in a nutshell. Like a, a fucking black guy walks in cuz he loves hockey and he wants to sit down and the whole section is like, "Oh, the Gardens that way." You know, like you can like <laughs> hockey. You know, like that's Long Island. Like and it sucks because I I so I moved from Long Island to Orlando and Orlando is, is honestly truly in the country, probably one of the most progressive cities in the country and i used to think that like long island was like i was like oh great so progressive it's just the people i surrounded myself with everybody else like the generations like that came before us and stuff they're
3: all fucking terrible from the city to long island in an effort to not be progressive They were
2: like, Yeah. Well, yeah, no, literally, that's like what a suburb is, at least this one. It's like they didn't want to be in yeah, gotta keep it old school. Yeah, they're just like um, um, fucking mayor cotch,
0: you know. Like that's kind (laughs) of like that's like that's it. But um, I don't know like exactly where I was going with it. Oh, we were talking about Billy Joel. That's why Long Island loves Billy Joel, because they're all drunk, and they're all Republican, and Billy Joel's like, Republicans are great, and
3: they're all like, yeah, we are great. You know, like that's, yeah,
4: that's what you had in mind.
3: Yeah, and that's what it's all about. yeah I'm not going to lie. Seeing him at Madison Square Garden was one of the most life-changing experiences oh, it was incredible. ever. He's incredible. I've you seen know, Billy Joel people- probably eight or nine times, and I,
0: I love him to death. Stranger is one of the, like the best That's records ever, ever old, made. Yes,
2: album, and, but I love that song. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, the whole album's great. And then like one of the first like things I ever listened to on CD, I was like four, literally, I think it was like 1991. Billy Joel had put out this live album with uh, where, where he played in Russia. And uh, I remember my mom had it and my mom put it like into like her like fi- old school five CD changer and we were just listen to it. And my mom's like, Yeah, this is Billy Joel. And then I was like, Oh, this is really cool. So like my mom introduced me to like other stuff she thought was cool. And like sometimes she hit the mark. Like she was the one that like got me into like Springsteen and like Zeppelin and like all those bands. But other other times she was like, You should listen to like Paul Anka. And I'm like, No. What? I don't wanna fucking listen to that
3: guy. I love Paul Anka do you really my problem my problem is my i'll parents, be right back guys i gotta just take my dog out she seems to be My my upset. parents my dad didn't like anything like he didn't like music that much his favorite band was yes and i didn't Ooh. know that until after he had passed away oh shit like i was like mom like what what like what was his favorite band she's like you and i was like no like really like what was his favorite yeah. band she's like i guess like yes and I was like, what are you what are you talking about? My mom's <laughs> like a diehard Jackson Brown fan. So like oh. that was the dichotomy. Oh yeah. So any any emo that I picked up over the years is because I played video games. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> mean, like that you know the funny thing about that is like we've talked about it ad nauseum on how the soundtracks for those early NHL games like changed people's life. Yep. Like nhl 03 having like Alexis and fire on it or yeah, whatever yeah, it's yeah, like people yeah. were like holy shit like what is this and it's funny because the nhl 21 soundtrack which i've listened to a, a billion times because i've just been playing it constantly um the only good song on it is by that band called idols i don't know if yeah, you guys know oh, mr motivator it. mr motivator such a great song and well, then it made you- me put on that record
3: and i was like this record rips do You know, um, Tom, do you know my, my friend Tom? Actually, he actually knew who you were. Do you know Tom Seavey? Oh, yeah, I love Tom CV. that's my Tom guy. He's a very good friend of mine. He, um, he the uh, last week, Golden Hour Booking, we put together a cover show, or maybe two weeks ago, I did a transit cover band with John Argandiza. But yeah. Tom did an Idols cover band where he was the front man and he dressed oh, up that's Santa. so
0: cool. Um, oh, it was my God. It, honestly
3: <laughs> the coolest. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> But that's I, I a, yeah it. no
0: I I love me some some Tom Seavey man I love me some John Argandiza too man that's like
3: too every solid time rolling boulders
0: oh dude and not only that but like John oh, man I shared a practice space with John Argandiza back when he was playing in in Table Talk
3: oh okay back that, at the scale spot
0: yeah that guy might be the best drummer on Long Island like he, he might, hits
3: honestly, very man. hard
0: like he hits hard he is just incredible when it comes to playing like linear drums and he's like creative and oh my god he's just so good table talk were honestly that band that i thought had they had stuck around for another couple of years they would have been well signed to to hopeless or something at this point you know
3: sal from table talk helped us with the transit cover band oh yeah yeah we brought him out of retirement for
0: that one great dude man i and i like i can't tell you like how many times i i You know, played with table talk and saw them and all that kind of stuff, but they're, they were so good. And I mean, I love Inner Love too. You know, they're, they're, they're a great band. You know, Ryan has a, uh, you know, an an unbelievable voice, voice. but like, you know, I just, those table talk songs were just all so good. So, but, um, but yeah, but, you know, just to kind of go back to those NHL soundtracks, I mean, like, you know, we had an opportunity many episodes ago to talk to the, you know, two people at EA who actually would curate these playlists.
4: Oh, that's and, uh, cool. And,
0: and, and the reason it was so cool was because they essentially were like, you know, we have free reign of like what we could do and what we can use, but like, we don't want to like go to like Arista records and just like get a, you know, techno song. Like, you know, yeah. we, we want it to be something that, you know, like hockey fans might get into, or just to get exposed to. Well,
3: and I mean and hockey, hockey more than any other sport. It definitely yeah. like this genre of music that we all mostly enjoy. It like kind of gears towards like hockey fans a lot. Like most hockey fans that I'm friends with are all into like you know like emo music or metalcore. Yeah. You know and that's like, why we have 188 we... episodes. <laughs> yeah, <But then laughs> And many guests you know, lined just, up. Like um. I don't know. I'm trying to th- like, uh, the it, I think the same game you were talking about, NHL 21. Yeah. They had uh fluctuate by Catfish and the Bottlemen on that. Okay. And like, I'm not the biggest Catfish and the Bottlemen's fan, but like, I'm hearing these songs and I'm like, thinking, like, this isn't a big enough band where it's in a major title. And that's kind of yeah. cool. Like, mm-hmm. this is like, you know, it's like, yeah, they're like a big touring band, but like, yeah. you know, you Joe Schmo, who, mm-hmm. you know, loves, the Dallas stars isn't going to be like, Oh, catfish in the bottle, man. Like, well, yeah. aren't they from, uh, uh, Britain? I don't know. I'm just using this as an example of like yeah. a random band that was like on a more recent soundtrack where it's like, yeah. you're, you're kind of surprised that they're there. I don't know different. if the mentality you're was different bands back from other
2: countries. You don't realize that they're truly as popular as they are. Like, I feel like catfish is an, is an example like they're not like Arctic Monkeys level famous, but like they are quite famous.
3: Same kind of band I think, though. I feel well,
2: like yeah. um do you, Gatsby's you American
5: have... Dream being on one of the yeah. NHL soundtracks. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that's my
2: that's my end goal in life. But they I don't do care. well, they have like turnstyle on the NHL soundtrack, don't they? Yeah, oh, but
5: mean, yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah, but they're huge. But like Gatsby's American Dream is yeah. playing Long Island to 15 kids, and yeah. then we're on an NHL soundtrack. That's kind
3: of crazy. They, yeah, like that's, that, exactly like that's the kind of thing i'm talking about like the i feel mm-hmm. like the nhl goes out of their way to find kind of like 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 pop punk hits like even like gold half the goal songs in the nhl are like blink 182 songs like
2: yeah
3: oh yeah uh, the Avalanche. they always play uh <laughs> it's all the small
2: <laughs> the things, small every things time yeah that's not their goal song oh their goal song is some other thing but they play that they play the blink song all the time maybe like after the initial horn
3: I, I just think it's cool they go through the they, they even go through the work of doing that it's mm-hmm. like like I said when I most of my music taste really does come from video games I played when I was like 10 so like Dude, to yeah. know that like someone else is getting that same experience that I was getting when I was a kid where like oh yeah. it's kind of shaping the way I view music and the way I interpret music but like very subconsciously yeah that like I don't know like that's that's kind of it's cool. Like it me, it's it maintains this like all right, like kids. There's a chance. There's everyone. There's still hope for people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, just want to kind of shift it into um, you know, the new music alumni ha- has written. So you guys were kind enough to, um, you know, share uh, you know, this you know, new EP that you guys have coming out in the next couple of months with us. So uh, you know, really really great stuff to listen to. I just um, you know, kind of want to hear a little bit about. Um, you know, how this EP was conceptualized? Was it something that, like, were you working on it through COVID or was this all post-COVID? Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of what in, what went into writing the songs? You know, what's your kind of
2: method method to your madness there? It was um, mostly COVID stuff, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: So, like, we actually had, like, maybe probably, like, five songs written before. Like, right at the beginning of COVID, yeah. we had, like, a bunch of a little... You know some songs that we wanted to potentially record, Mm -hmm. and then we demoed them all out, and maybe like two of them were still there when we were done. I think it was King of Nothing and Grow, and then like I don't know, like I'm not the primary songwriter by any means, but like I sit there and I come up with stuff all day. So eventually we can. I think with Eddie Champagne, I kind of like every day I had nothing to do because I was unemployed. So I would just go to our band room and I would sit there and talk to Ryan. From inner love. And then I, I would just <laughs> I would just work on songs all day because everyone else was working. So event like there it, it like the writing process, I don't know, like just as far as like just the conception, the idea of the song, like it really wasn't anything like out, like mind-boggling. Like it was just like, oh, like I think this is a catchy melody. And like a lot of like our songwriting is just me thinking of just a melody, having it as simple as possible, because I'm not really the best guitar player. And then giving it to our guitar player, Zach, and being like, what can you do to make this not sound awful? <laughs> and taking it from there. Yeah. Awesome. It's a chaotic process sometimes, too. It's It's been very it's easy.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Because we kind of like throw shit at the wall until we're like, it's no, never mind, let's not. Yeah, we're like, let's not do that. Okay, let's do this. And then it's like a million ideas until we we find the way that it like it works
0: now like as far as like to that end like song refinement would be like considered so like let's say you guys all together come up with like a rough idea of like a song you guys demo it out you know play it out you know who's the one that typically kind of comes to the song to refine it and say, oh um, you know, maybe we could do with this with the bridge, or maybe we could do that. Like is there one person that kind of does that or so, is it I don't like think it's one that?
2: person. Yeah. It's all yeah, we're there's always like a compromise that has to be made.
3: When when I write songs, <coughs> I will only write one verse and one chorus or like maybe if there's a little thing that i can think of to add on later that i'm like no that has to be in there or else this is going to sound terrible but like i really only come up with a verse in the chorus because i don't want to write an entire song and then present it to you know the rest of the band and be like like why don't you want to play it exactly how i view it like i don't know like we especially our our bass player matt he's like a music teacher Well, he was going to be one and so he's very like (laughs) analytical about Mm -hmm. the way he like writes music and he's very like it's it's very it's it's, to the point where it's almost um annoying but
1: his
2: mind is a jumbled mess but he knows everything about like well not everything
1: about yeah Yeah, but he's very well versed about the major minor keys that yes we all write in he's very well
2: versed in music theory and i think he knows like too much for his own good because his mind is always like and presidential history
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i I was I was there, man. That's kind of like, you know, I I went to school for music and I played in a bunch of bands and I would write entire songs and all this kind of stuff. and like, of course, like I thought the shit I wrote was the best shit ever. But the reality is some of the best music that I was ever a part of was all collaborative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you don't really want to like admit that to yourself. I mean, like I've literally been writing full songs, like using MIDI for 20 years at this point and I mean, like I have probably got like five or 600 songs I've written, but like wow. only a couple of them have actually really became real songs. And the whole idea is like, you know, you write a full composed piece of music and you have to have like that skin where someone could be like, yeah, well, what about this? And like, you not be like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't um, which like I would... to develop. and I don't have that. I don't have that. Like, and I'll, I'll be honest. Like, you know, I when I write things like I'm super particular about it. And I guess, man, like this is going to sound shitty to say, but I guess like, you know, my like contemporaries who I wrote music with, like the people that I would feel more comfortable with. Like changing something I wrote are like the people who I musically respected. Yeah. You know, and there's, you know, maybe to me at least 25 people that like fit into that category who i'd jump behind the kit for at, at any time for anything but they were also kind of the people who were like well probably were did the shit that you said Where you were like yeah it's super fucking annoying but like you know it's it's cool shit to play but it's also like you know am i in a band or am i kind of like being like a cover band for you and that you know that like Something I've always, always thought about. And uh, I don't know why it came to the surface right just now, but it did, <laughs> the realization. Yeah.
1: So, no,
2: I, I understood what you meant. You were like, I'm going to feel like such a dick for saying this, but yeah. like, <laughs> I only want to do stuff. Well, I mean, I, I think some people you just end up collaborating. That's just you knowing like artistically, I will mesh mm-hmm. well with this person. So it's worth yeah. it. Because sometimes, sometimes it really just sucks when you like, are playing with someone and you realize that it's there's two incompatibilities and you're just yep. like, ah, oh, like, yeah,
0: but I agree. I mean,
2: and, and I guess just, have, like skin in the game. Cause when it's like song mm-hmm. ideas that you're writing, cause it's different yeah. cause you could just approach it as it was like, yeah, I'll play your, like your music for you. Like for mm-hmm. this show, like, that's very like, it's more of like a job in that sense.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when
2: you're like collaborating with original ideas, yeah, it can become, I mean, I don't even write songs, but I like understand how that becomes yeah. like a vulnerable experience that you don't want to do with someone else if you don't think yeah. it's going to be and, worth the time. And
5: I think not the vibes, and, of it.
0: and I think like as far as like lyricism is concerned, and I think that's where it can get even diceier for you know because when you're writing the content of a song. Yeah you know you're you're often you know writing from personal experiences and all this kind of stuff and i mean like you know it's it's like it's hard to explain it's like you know the the music and the vocal melodies are are important in their own way but like the content of what's being said and how the content like interplays with the music is also mm-hmm. super important too so as a vocalist and i can probably ask you know, I could ask you, Jake, and I can also kind of ask you, Justin, just to get your perspective on it. But like, you know, as a vocalist or as someone who writes vocal melodies and all that kind of stuff, like how important is it to you that like your most emphatic line or like, you know, the thing you want to come out in the song the most is highlighted along with the music?
3: You know what I mean? Um, Honestly, with the band, a lot of the with the lyrics, I, I write pretty much all the lyrics. Okay. Like, and for me, a lot of, like, lyric writing, it's not, like, I kind of take, like, vague ideas and concepts instead of taking, like, something, like, super personal and writing about it. And, like, maybe okay. sometimes, like, some personality or, like, things that, like, will, mm-hmm. you know, about me will be accentuated through it. But for the most part, it's more just, like, a, like, it's, like, a kind of just, like, an idea rather than, like, it's, like, this song is about, like, my my dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um i don't know there is like a certain level of like vulnerability because like even if you don't feel like you're right like your lyrics or some like crazy like oh you know it's like oh i didn't like oh this is so meaningful and like stuff like there there is like a certain level of vulnerability of showing it to other people and and being like so what do you think like you want to work on this and they're like well why did you say this or why did you say this or blah 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 but um honestly for the most part with the band they never really like questioned what I wrote that much (laughs) lyrically at least. Like maybe like they would like how I'd sing it would be like changed. Mm -hmm. But for the most like if I felt like a line was important, like nobody ever really like told me no, I guess. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's kind of like the same thing. So like if for context, uh this will be the ninth year I've been working with Mike. Um so Mike's the singer of Out of Time. He and I have known each other for nine years this coming November. Um, and we've been pretty much doing this since we, the minute we moment we met um, and it, it, it took a little bit of time to kind of get us into the groove of things. But now we're to the point, like, especially with, with the last album that we wrote and even with the new stuff that we're writing right now, working with Mike, he can say something and i could be like okay cool like let's let's use this or let's use this and i know what we're, we we have this wavelength together where i understand what he wants to come up with and and very similar to you jake like it's mm-hmm. nothing it's nothing specific to the point where it's like almost too personalized but it's something that everybody can kind of relate to in essence even though it's coming from a certain point of view mm-hmm. yeah oh that's um and, and, and it's it's it took us like a it took us a little bit to kind of get to that groove but like mike and i can literally sit in a room and um i mean lost boys on on no boundaries uh or the album that we put out last year is a prime example of that where mike and i sat in a room and we were just going back and forth like boom 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 let's try this let's try this let's try this let's try this, let's try this. yeah um and i could be like hey like go in here and uh for like this vocal line like think of like you know uh paramore like think of like um you know this song on riot and he'll go in there and he'll belt it like not to Haley, but he'll yeah he understands what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. and he'll, then he'll nail it yeah. um, I,
3: that's what i feel like with a lot with songwriting how I, i'm not saying like vocalists should steal melodies from like famous songs but like if you take like the certain ways that like like you know like take what you like you know like see what other other vocalists do like the way that they accentuate certain words and stuff like that like i I can't really think of a specific example at the top of my head just because but i do it in all of our songs or like uh, even like subconsciously like one of our um i think it's like our number one song sunblock i think it's like our top song on like our streaming everyone always makes fun of me because the melody is like the same melody as what a girl wants. <laughs> but it's not. Like I did, I didn't write it that way. Like maybe subconsciously I did cuz I love that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But it's just like the way like we ingest so much different types of music and like yeah. we just like take in everything so it's like eventually like your brain is just going to start plugging random things together and eventually something's going to click in your head and be like this melody kind of sounds like a Weezer melody but I don't really know why. Yeah. And now it's like yeah. that's the song. Like everything
2: <laughs> is derivative of music. Yeah, like, yeah. no one
3: no normal. one is
2: ever truly original anymore. Like I'm not saying that to no. be like mean, but like Except
3: me. People <laughs> can
2: be original, but like everything is something that used to be something that used to be something else.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And and it's uh, all and a lot of it is cyclical too, you know. Mm-hmm. It all, yes. all kind of comes around in 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 circles. And I think you see that in popular <laughs> music a lot. You know, you kind of see the trends that are kind of Swirling around and in
1: pop music, yeah, and rock music and it's all that. Like, look of, at it's look at good progression for you Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Yeah, uh, that,
2: that good uh, for you
1: by Olivia Rodrigo. Like, oh it, yeah, it man, is very much. You know, misery business. Mm-hmm.
5: Hold on, let I, I, I want to let Mikey say it.
1: it. I want to let Mikey say it because
5: I, I don't even know what you're that. talking about. I don't
1: even know. What you don't. Know, about, you don't know what
0: I'm
5: talking about. You're not going to throw shade at Dan from as, Tall as Lions. I'm not going to throw it.
0: shade at him, but I wanted you to say it because as soon as we said Olivia Rodrigo, a little smile perked up because <laughs> you're like, I have, I can finally get into this conversation that these nerds are having.
2: <laughs> I yeah. like the
5: song. I'm just going to pretend really cool. that when Justin was talking about those lyrics that he was writing with Mike, he was talking about me. I'm just going to pretend that that's what was going on. <laughs> you know that I
4: was
1: about Lost so, Boys. No. I'm kind of excited to see like <laughs> the 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 new progression of things because Mike has gotten really, really close with Vinny Caruana over the like the last six, seven months. Yeah. Um, He's a cool guy. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a really cool dynamic that's gonna kind of like spill into the 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 songwriting process is just inject a little bit of Long Island into to out of time. <laughs> Don't be that fun. way. With Vinny Caruana, it's,
3: it's, it's funny you bring him up. I like we, us and Off Guard. We played with him. Yeah, like, was that in like May or something? And like, oh, I, yeah. I we had already known Brett from I'm the Avalanche for like years at that point. Like, and we were you know we were friendly with him. And I had met Vinny before, but like when I like a vocalist, I can't like help but be like an annoying fanboy whenever yeah. I meet them. Like it's bad. Like anyone else, I don't care. Like I've met like famous football players. Like I've met people like that. I don't care. But if I meet a singer, like I, I come off like the biggest, like dork. And like, even Vinny, like said that to me, he, like, I was, I walked (laughs) up to him. I was like, dude, like, I'm such a big fan. He was like, and like, we were talking and he's like, dude, like, you're cool, like relax. Like you know, <laughs> didn't you say,
2: so, like it was a pleasure talking to you yeah, or something? Like, and he was, was like, don't say, that. Don't, <laughs> don't say like, that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was like, selfie, You right? had a
2: horrible time talking to
3: me, pal. <laughs> he you remembered never... me the next time I saw him, he was like, How are you, Jake? And I was like,
1: <sighs> He remembers me.
3: <laughs> Dude, you never mm-hmm. I, I feel like
0: when you when you're anybody famous, like you just you just never know what the fuck is gonna happen. Yeah. Like you just don't know. Like I've met like I I get that way with with like pro wrestlers like I just I do and I live in an area where like you know
1: full of pro wrestlers
0: pro wrestlers are everywhere so you know I've run into a couple of them here and there and like some of them I was like pretty cool with and like one of them I might have followed down the street for too long (laughs) and finally when I like was able to catch up to him I think I said something like super weird I was like Oh man, you're really good at wrestling or something. And he was just like, "Yeah, I am. Thanks." And like walked away from me.
2: And I was like, "Fuck, that sucks." Well,
5: Tom, Uh, you weren't you weren't on the episode where we had Pat from uh, Unsigned Pop Punk, where he he met Wayne Gretzky in the Mall of America. Wow, I would freak out. Oh, I love that story. (laughs) So he like runs up to him, and he had like like his brain shut off when he finally got to him.
1: He screamed in the middle of Mall Yeah, of so he was just like, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky! <laughs>
5: <laughs> And then he like runs up to him And he like shakes his hand And he just is like, thanks for hockey <laughs>
4: You hey,
3: you. hey, If you're gonna thank anyone for it, thank the guy whose numbers retired by every team, right? Yeah, that's, wow.
2: that's true. But I wonder that... how recognized Wayne Gretzky gets because I think like a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people know just his name, but yeah. not
1: how he's not he very is. recognizable, like at all. And in and like in and, and the busiest mall in America, you scream out. Wayne. Wayne Gretzky. That's like someone going Dan Marino in Miami, yeah. and everyone's gonna just yeah. pile yeah. on top. Of I mean, them. if he in
2: in Canada, I think different story. But okay. yeah. oh
1: yeah, if he was in like Edmonton or something, yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. But even
2: if Wayne but
3: Gretzky walked through like Times Square, I think yeah, I think easy. Wayne nobody would know Times who he was or or if he was or or in Times Square. Like, probably you probably get a lot of banks. like
0: you get a lot of those double takes. You yeah. know, you get a lot of people that would be like, "Is that fucking Wayne?" Dude, dude I follow Tony Hawk on Twitter, yeah. and
2: Tony Hawk is always talking about how like people like dude, kind of don't recognize him. them. They're like, "Oh, you have the same name as the skateboarder." And he's like, uh, "It's he like, has a skateboard." You know, it's me. Literally, hands. me. Yes, he <laughs> yeah, has a skateboard.
0: Dude, crazy. I I just was I read one of those the other day, which was so, so funny. funny. Where he's on a he's on a plane, and I guess the lady he's sitting next to like opens up like the overhead bin, and there's like four skateboards in there and like she was just like oh like who's the skateboarder and he was like oh like that's me and she was like well are you any good at it and he's like i guess <laughs> Like, like he's just
2: i remember like, uh sorry I didn't mean to get you no you're good <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing the videos of him like going around uh whatever neighborhood he was in like telling people on skateboards to do a kickflip and they would like all oh, do it, but I was like, dude, that's literally like LeBron James, like going around to a basketball court and telling, yeah. kids, like, "Yo, dude!" But the reaction is yeah. like, "Oh, I think I can do a kickflip." It's like, dude, it's Tony Hawk, He's <laughs> yeah. coming up to you while you're skateboarding. I feel like that's just,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, punk music. But yeah. we gotta, we, we're we're a little bit, we're a little bit over time. So let's, uh, we'll, yeah, I'm, I'm we'll sorry. wrap it up on the 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 Tony Hawk, um. <laughs> Which I mean, honestly, like huge for Soundtracks have been pivotal to to this music. But but yeah, definitely like let us know. Let the like the listeners know like where to find you guys on socials, where to listen to you guys, plug anything that you have coming up. I know you guys got a show with handguns coming up. Um Yes, that's on the 14th. Don't the bite struck. your
3: tongue. <laughs> we have an album release show scheduled for April 22nd for this new EP. It's gonna have four songs on it. Uh, our music is literally available on every single like, streaming thing you can find, but yes. there's a rapper named Alumni <laughs> and a metal band, and we are neither of them. Yes. You'll neither have of the one with on yeah. the cartoon characters. We have a very right. distinct art style so that people never forget. Yeah, it's game. like cartoons
2: and stuff. It's like all hand drawn or mostly hand drawn type of stuff.
3: Cool. And then uh, like handles social media handles uh alumni ny516 on instagram one word and you know it's i try to keep it pretty simple it's actually really hard with this band name to have a very distinct social media presence because it's like oh alumni band it's like yeah the the princeton 2004 yeah the Dartmouth jazz band
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) every alumni band. band of any university or high school so where's Joe the G-C- EP release
3: left? show gonna be? Um, probably at the Mass Peak with VFW. Okay. No, yeah, it's gonna be at the Mass Peak yeah. VFW. We're booking it with uh Golden Hour, our buddy John, you know. Gonna uh we gotta figure out a lot of the details first, just of like who's playing and stuff, but that's the tentative date that we have. Cool. And probably the album will probably release maybe like a week before that or so. Just the so like probably like April tenth around that area. Sweet. Yeah, we'll we, gotta get, April.
0: we gotta get John on here. Maybe I'll you hit do. him up. I'll hit him up and be like, here's five to six hockey talking points.
3: Just Yeah, that's the, the problem with John. Say. He doesn't want to talk, he'll only talk wrestling or basketball. Uh,
2: he'll talk yeah. your ear off about drumming, drums. Yeah, but actual that's just all, drum that's be, one one I'll just be like,
0: I'll be like, When I say <laughs> when I say this question, you <laughs> answer with star number three. <laughs> And nobody will know the
3: difference. He's kind of like playing the drums. Yes, I like
0: Mark Messier. He was good center, left winger. He's
3: the second
0: best That's him reading. He's reading. You get it? Yeah, I get it. Guys, um, real quick, I love doing this. I'm so pumped that I get to do this again. And what better freaking guests than having alumni, 516, just repping Long Island, Brought new music coming out. You know, go check them out on all their socials. Go listen to their stuff. and If you don't mind. Life, man, just go, you know, just do the thing that you want to do. Tell them that Artemi Panarin is the bread man. Or tell them that he's not the bread man. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But I'll tell you what. That guy's he's
3: half loaf this year. I'm not going to lie. half loaf.
2: Whoa. He quietly has like 50 points, man.
1: Dinner roll up two bat. thirds
2: of loaf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like we're...
0: Well, hey guys, thank you so much for being <laughs> on here, chilling with thank, us. Thank uh you super stoked much for to check out on. your new stuff. And um we'll we'll do this again sometime soon, all right?
3: Sounds great, please. Thanks, man, thank you. I'm always down right. to talk hockey. Take it easy, guys. Gentlemen, have guys. a good one, fellas. Take care, yeah. buddy.